Hi friends, this is Compassion Podcast. On the 21st of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. And we want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at 8 p.m. Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your father. See you at the Night of Compassion. This podcast is brought to you by Friends of Compassion Podcast. we are people of God because we are God's children. Today, the holiness of God is on our side. God is so holy, he cannot behold sin. He can't look at sin. And do you remember that when Jesus Christ was crucified on the cross, God could not look at him? Why? Because on the cross, he became sin. He became our sin. Your sin, my sin. On the cross, God put on Jesus Christ all sins of humanity. Not just our past sins, but also our future sins. All of it were put on Jesus Christ. And so the Bible says God made him to be sin. Who knew no sin? That we might be made the righteousness of God. The Bible says that God turned his eyes away from Jesus Christ. Why? Because he became sin. And we know God is so holy. God has pure eyes that he cannot behold sin. That goes to say God is holy. And also God is the judge. We've also touched on that. Sin must be punished, and God is merciful. He has to forgive sin. But how did he do it? Instead of him punishing our sin, or punishing us for our sins, he gave us a son to take our sins on our behalf. This is the love of God. This is beautiful. We are trying to explain or touch on the definitions of holiness from the Bible. And last week, the first definition that we gave, first definition was to be separated unto God. That was the first definition we gave. The Hebrew name for holiness is Kadosh. And then the Greek is Hagios. They all mean the same thing. Most importantly, is it is what they mean. Not necessarily, it is what they mean. And the first definition we gave was to be separated unto God. So now we have been separated unto God. And that makes us holy. And remember, Jeremiah was separated by, by God in his mother's womb. So that makes Jeremiah a holy man. So that explains the first definition, to be separated unto God. The second definition that we gave was to be set apart onto special use and give examples about things that we have in our houses that we've never touched before because we believe that these things, we are going to use them to club papers in a special occasion. So that is to, to be set apart onto special use. That was the second definition. And the third definition we gave was uncommonness, something that is not common. For example, the world is ordinary. They are common. And so because we are uncommon, God tells us that do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your minds. So God can only tell people who are holy not to conform to this world. Do you get that? That makes us uncommon. And so you are uncommon. And then we touched on the fourth definition, 
And the fourth definition is what we said, something that only God possesses or something that only God has. Nobody has this, only God has it. And that is, for example, God's love. God's love is what only God possesses. Nobody loves like the way he does. Okay, nobody. So we can say his love is holy or God's holy love. Something that only God possesses. Okay, another one. Nobody shows mercy like him. And so we can say God's mercy is holy or God's holy mercy. And nobody shows grace like him. God's grace is holy and therefore God's holy grace. Nobody has power like our God and therefore God's power is holy. God's holy power. That was the fourth definition. And the fifth definition we also touched on was something that belongs to God. So the fifth one is something that belongs to God. So for example, we say it's Holy Bible, which means God's Bible, because it belongs to God. Holy Spirit, which means God's Spirit. Okay, It belongs to God. It belongs to God. Holy City, that means God's City. It belongs to God. Holy People, God's People. That means it belongs to God. Holy People, God's People. So, if we are God's people, what does it make us? Holy people. That also explains the fifth definition. Something that belongs to God. And so, how then do you make your money? How then do you make your money to belong to God? If maybe I can say it this way. It's by giving your tithe or your offerings. For example, your tithe. If we give our tithe, our offerings are sanctified. Our offerings become, or our money become holy. Another word for holiness is um, sanctified. The last definition we also looked at was that something that God chooses, when God chooses something, that thing becomes holy. It doesn't matter how, how sinful that thing is. As long as God has planned or purposed to choose that thing, that thing becomes holy. And we give an example that the Israelites, they were not holy people. No. They became holy because God chose them. Yes. When God chose them, that, that was when they became holy. We took that definition from, um, Deuteronomy chapter 7 verse 6. So looking at all these definitions, this thing explains to us something. Because the one who believes in Jesus Christ and receives what Jesus Christ has done for him or her on the cross becomes a child of God. And every child of God belongs to God. And every child of God has been chosen by God. So as you can see, these two definitions, it explains who we are in God's eyes. God sees us holy. You see, for God, it is not really important as in what we do, even though it is important. But for God, what is important is what we are. Okay, what we are in his eyes. That one comes first. What we are comes first before what we do. Please know that. God has to make us first before we do. We know um, so many times Christianity has been measured on what you do and forgetting what we are what God has made us. And so when we when we major on what we do, 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 do for a long time, people start to forget what they've already been made by God. And that's why we have to understand this. God has already made us holy because we belong to God, because He has chosen us. That is looking at looking at definitions that we have. So you are holy because you belong to God and because you are chosen by God. Please this is what we are saying intentionally. You are holy. Why? You belong to God because God has chosen you. God has chosen you. To God, what we are comes first before what we do. And that is what I want us to keep in our hearts today. Let's pass a few things here because this is beautiful. 
Please know this. The day you receive Jesus Christ to be your Lord, God put you in his son, Jesus Christ. And that's where we are now. We are in God's son. That very day. Listen, because we are in son, we are a new set of people. The Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All have become new. Can you see this? So now, God is not looking at what you do. God, God is saying that you are a new person, a new kind of breed, a new set of people. So we are in Christ now. The day we receive Jesus Christ to be our Lord. So the moment you believed in Jesus Christ, God purified your heart by faith. That is why you are holy. We are going to touch on, but how come I still do some sins here and there? I'm going to show you some beautiful things that we have to be. First, we have to see ourselves the way God sees us. Don't see yourself a sinner. You are not a sinner. You have been washed thoroughly by the blood of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, unto him who loved us. Oh, this is beautiful. Unto him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. And he's not talking about just our past sins. All our entire life sins. He washed us in his own blood. Please, let's try and look at the revelations. Let's go there. Let's look at verse 5, please. Yeah, this is how God sees you. God sees you washed, washed from your sins in his own blood. And this is something beautiful here. To him who loved us. Have you seen this? Every time God loves us, God does something for us. Over here, to him who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Do you remember John 3, 16? For God so loved us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. In other words, he loves us, he does something for us. So when I say God loves you, you should know that yes, he will do something for you. In fact, he has already done something for you. You see, over here, God wants us to see ourselves that we are washed from our sins in his own blood. Completely. All our sins. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. Let's look at verse 13. There's one part I want us to see. And you, being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God has made a life together with him, Jesus Christ. We are going to take some time and explain all these things. Sometimes you can care, but this is the part I want us to see. He says, having forgiven you, how many trespasses? Some trespasses. So if we believe that our sins of the past are the ones that are just forgiven, it is still some. If we believe that the time uh, um, the time we received Jesus Christ, God forgave our sins we did from when we were born to the time we got born again. It is still some. But if we believe what God tells us, it's like, yes, we are, we are walking in faith. Listen to this. Having forgiven you all trespasses. Please say all. All means what? All. And if God has taken all, that means there is a way God sees you now. God sees you pure. God sees you washed. God sees you clean in his son. This is something to rejoice over. Because sometimes, if we want to go by how we try to grade ourselves that we have no sin, I'm sorry to say, we might lie to ourselves because God is the only one who sees certain things that sometimes we think that we are right, but sometimes we are wrong. And God sees that and yet he forgives us. So all of our sins is forgiven. That's beautiful. All of it. All of it. And so I want us to today, so see yourself the way God sees you. I think this is this is so simple. If you close today, it's okay. See yourself the way God sees you. What God sees you is more real than how you see yourself. How God sees you is more real than how your friends see you. How God sees you is more important than how your parents see you.
How God sees you is more important than how your teachers see you. So see yourself the way God sees you. Please. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16, NIV, please. You're talking about see yourself the way God sees you. Don't see yourself even the way how the world sees you. No. See yourself the way God sees you. He says, so from now on, don't regard no one from a worldly point of view. No. 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 Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Some other time, or maybe sometimes you can we will explain the second part, okay? But the first part, is, the first part is what I want to show you. So it says, "So from now on, we'll be right back." Hi, friends. This is Compassion Podcast. On the twenty-first of May, we will have a short online program called Night of Compassion. We want to invite you to that program. The program will begin at eight PM Beijing time. You can keep the date and you can invite your friends. Remember that God is your Father. See you at the Night of Compassion. From today, don't regard yourselves the way the world views you. From now on, today, don't regard yourself the way your friends or your parents, or even how you see yourself. Regard yourself the way God sees you. In our lesson today, God sees us holy. God sees us pure. God sees us clean. God sees us washed. See yourself like that. See, how God sees you is more real than how our friends, our parents, or even how we see ourselves. The question that goes, for example, when we ask even Christians, if I ask some few, some of us right now, we can now ask you, like, who are you? We will hear things like, oh, I'm a student. No, I'm this. Those ones should come later. So the question is, so how do I have to view myself? How do I see myself? Let's use our sixth and our fifth definition. How do I see myself? Please, let's go to First Peter chapter 2. Let's look at verse 9. This is beautiful. So God sees you chosen. So write it down. I am chosen. You are chosen. And whatever God chooses, nobody can take from him. We read it last week, John chapter 10. So write it down. You are chosen. You are a chosen generation. The next one, it says you are a royal priest. So write it down. I am a royal priest. Royal, royal. That means we have royal DNA in our blood. Where we didn't read all in Revelations 1, 5 and 6. Verse 6 says that God has made us kings and priests. Over here, he says it here. Royal priest. So see yourself a royal priest. You are a chosen person. Write it down. I'm a chosen person. A royal priest. The third one, a holy person. Are you seeing it now? Are you seeing it now? God says you're holy. A holy person. Understand this. What is holy, Satan cannot touch. What is holy, demons cannot touch. What is holy repels the curse of this world. What is holy belongs to God. What is holy is most powerful. And so write it down. You are a chosen person. You are. So write it down. I am a chosen. Yes. The second one, you are a royal priest. And so... You write it down, a royal, I'm a royal priest. The third one, a holy person. So you write it down, a holy person. Then this part, he says, his own special people. So you write it down, I am God's own special son or daughter. You are God's own special son or daughter. Please write it down. On your own, just look at them. This is what he has made you. The next part is this, so that you may proclaim. Now, in this verse, 
Can you see what you are comes first before what you do? Yes. So you can see God has already chosen you. God has made you a royal priest. God has made you a holy, a holy person. God has made you his own special son or daughter. Special son. We have a special place with the Father. Never walk in this life feeling alone. You're not you're never alone. You are God's own special son or God's own special daughter. So that listen to this. So that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of where? Darkness into his marvelous light. This is beautiful. Yes. When God saved us, he said he saved us from darkness. Concerning darkness and marvelous light. Please let's go to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. This is something for us to rejoice about. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Jesus said, I am the light of this world. He who follows me shall never walk in darkness. You remember? Okay, this light has shined on us. There is another verse that says that you were once darkness, now you are light. Can you see the identity here? You are. No, let's read it. I want you to see this in your Bible. When you are free, just look at the scriptures. Ephesians chapter 5. Say so you are once darkness. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8. And then after this, we'll go back to 1 Peter 2 verse 9. Can you see this one too in this verse? What we are comes first before what we do. Please, I've seen this in your Bible. So it says to you, for you were once darkness. Oh, so darkness could be somebody's identity? Wow. You were once darkness, but now you are light. Where? In Christ, in the Lord. So, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature, a new kind of person. All things have passed away. That includes darkness. All things have become new. That includes light. Then he says, walk as children of light. Please, let's finish First Peter 2 verse 9. Let's go back. So, God sees you. This is what God says. God says you are a chosen person, a royal priest, a holy person. His own special people. In other words, you have a place of influence with God. He is our Father. And He treats every one of us special. Then He says, So that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. And look at verse 10. Have you realized that most of the richest guys in the world, they are Jews? Have you realized that? And that there are blessings, a special blessing on them. Why? Because they are God's people. Oh, I want you to get this. Now we are God's people and we have Abraham's blessing. Say Amen. You see, God has redeemed us from the curse of the law so that we might receive the blessing of Abraham upon us. You said some time ago you were not a people. He didn't say some time ago you were not God's people. He didn't say that. He said some time ago you were not even a people. Even what qualified us to be people, we were not even qualified. Are you seeing this? You once were not a people. But now, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But now, you are the people of God. Then he says, but now, have obtained mercy. Please say amen. <laughs> there is more, but it looks like we have to close here. But let's close with this. So know this. Look at the scriptures. Know this. What man says about you doesn't matter at all. It doesn't. So learn to live your life free from the opinions of people. We are learning. Learn to live your life free from Instagram or YouTube. Learn to live your life by how God sees you. Don't see yourself by people's opinions. And you, I'm talking to you, and you, don't speak evil of yourself. Don't. When you do something wrong, don't say, I'm so stupid. Why did I, don't, don't talk like that. Say that the wisdom of God is at work in me. That replaces what you just did. 
Don't say what you see. Say what God says about you. When you feel some pains in your body, don't say, oh, um, I think I'm feeling sick. Please don't talk like, don't, don't curse yourself. Say this instead, that Jesus Christ has already carried my pains on the cross and by his stripes I am healed. Don't say to yourself that I'm not good enough. No, no, don't talk like that because, because God sees you special. When you check your bank account or you check your bank balance and you have little in it, don't say, oh, I'm so broke. Don't talk like that. Say this instead. Say that God has made me extravagantly rich in every way. Please, let us say this. Okay, and then we close. Say this with me. Say, God has made me extravagantly rich. Okay, say, God has made me. God has made me. Extravagantly rich. In every way. Okay. Please don't, don't, don't say I'm not smart enough. No, don't talk like that. Please don't curse yourself. Say what God says about you and see yourself the way God sees you. This is what pleases your father. And that's faith. Let the weak say, no, no, say this with me. Let the weak say, I am. Let the weak say, I, I am. am strong. I'm strong. And let the poor say, I am rich, right? Yeah, it's there in scripture. That is living by the Bible. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. So, in conclusion, for today's meeting, God sees you washed. Please say, Amen. 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 God sees you Amen. clean. Say, Amen. Amen. God sees you holy. Say, Amen. Amen. And listen to this. This is good news. God's holiness has made us holy. Please say, Amen. Let's let's look at one more scripture, one more verse, and then we close. Please, Second Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen. NKJV, Second Corinthians two, verse fourteen. So we are going to see how God sees us, okay? How God sees us. So that's why that's why that's why we are reading this verse fourteen. Please go ahead. Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. Wow. Go on. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Okay. Amen. Amen. Do you see the word fragrance? Okay. It has something to do with smelling, okay? Something like a scent. Fragrance, okay? Fragrance. Verse 15. For we are to add the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved (laughs) and among those who are perishing. Hallelujah. Please say praise the Lord. (laughs) <laughs> we didn't write the Bible. It's there in the Bible. Verse 15. For we are to God, because it is it is God that matters, <laughs> not to man. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ. So in other words, anytime we come to God, we smell good to Him. Please say Amen. Amen. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved. And for those who are not being saved, it's like we are nothing to them. But we are fragrance of Christ, even among those who are perishing. And our time is up. <laughs> we can see that God's holiness is on our side. God's holiness has made us holy. Praise the Lord. Wherever you are, you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear God, I thank you for giving up your Son, Jesus Christ, for my sins. I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord over my life from today. I receive your eternal life 
into my spirit now and I receive your Holy Spirit. I ask him to come and live in me now in the name of Jesus Christ. If you pray that prayer, congratulations. You're a child of God now and God sees you as a son or daughter. God bless you. I want you to pray a prayer for you right now. Now, be the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep. Make you complete in every good work. Make you perfect in every way to do his will. Working in you what is well pleasing in his sight. And no weapon formed against you shall prosper in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Stay tuned for the next episode.